This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Pramit Bhargava, the Louis voice control man. Hi, uh, Pramit, welcome. Thank you, George. Wonderful to be here. So, uh, this Louis voice control, tell us about it. Okay, so Louis voice control is a voice app uh, and the idea is very simple. Just give voice commands to Louis. Think of Louis like a virtual friend. Uh, Louis will take your voice commands and allow you to do each and everything within popular apps. So, for example, let's say if you take Uber, for example. So, Louis will allow you to do end-to-end uh, Uber booking uh, right from selecting your destination down to even, uh, you know, uh, selecting on how you want to pay. Once the booking is done, it will tell you the pin, how far the driver is. You can call, message, basically each and everything within Uber can be done with voice. And this is really what the concept of uh, Louis Voice is. And George, if it is okay, can we just show a quick uh, demo of uh, Louis in action so that uh, this whole concept becomes much clearer? That will be lovely. Uh, yeah, great. Thank you. So what we'll do is, uh, of course, when I said voice, the first thing that must have come to everybody's mind is, uh, oh, there is Google Assistant, there is Siri. So what's so great about Louis? How is it different? So we'll take Uber booking and we'll show it uh, with Google Assistant first, then Siri, and then we'll show Louis in action. Right, so Joe, if you can just put it quickly in the demo. Let's now book Uber with Google, then Siri, and then with Louis. Hey Google, book Uber for golf course. Here's what I found. Oh boy, only Google search results. No good. Okay, so what happened here is that uh, more often than not, Google Assistant will open just the Google search results, which of course doesn't help. If you are lucky, it might open Uber with the right destination, but that happens uh, rarely. Basically, you can't depend upon Google Assistant if you want to book Uber. So that's the bottom line. Otherwise, what? Google Assistant is of course a great uh, voice assistant, great for a lot of things. Not when you want to, you know, use popular apps end to end. Right. So let's see what, do you think Siri will do it? Let's see what Siri Let's there. see. Yeah. Here, Siri. Book Uber for golf course. Gone silent completely. Okay, so Siri unfortunately doesn't really do anything other than, uh, you know, I, I, this time it went silent. It might otherwise just open uh, Uber and then go silent. But that's it. It doesn't really do anything uh, beyond that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, how does uh, Louis deal with the situation? Right, Joe. Hey, Louis. Hello, Promet. Which app would you like to open? Book Uber Go for golf course. Opening Uber. Just a moment. Setting it up. Okay. Searching for destination. Your pickup location is pickup work. Your destination is golf course road. Payment method. Amazon pay. Good to go with Uber go 608 rupees and 79 paise. Confirm, edit, or cancel. 
Confirm. Okay, please wait requesting a ride for you. This is good. Requesting ride. Your booking is confirmed. Pin for this ride is 2281. Your driver is arriving in 5. Min, driver profile, 4.9 star rating. DL1RT7335, white Maruti Suzuki Wagon R. Your driver Nikhil, call or message. Message. Speak your message. I'm wearing a red shirt. Got it. I am wearing a red shirt. Send, rewrite, continue writing or cancel. Send. Message sent. Okay. So like you saw, essentially, George, what it did was that it took my command. It understood that I want to go with which ride, where I want to go. And then it, like you saw, it just did end-to-end -end everything. That's right. It kept opening one Uber screen after another and kept, you know, taking the, my uh, commands and kept doing uh, things. So that, that's how Louis works, actually. So what are some of the other apps that uh, Louis engages with? Okay, so uh, we started with uh, WhatsApp because that tends to be the most common, uh, you know, way of connecting with everybody. Yeah. So we we did WhatsApp, Uber, YouTube because Uber, YouTube is again, by the way, I mean, uh, you know, what I have been picking up is that it's probably the most popular app amongst the visually impaired. Yeah. So again, what we do is when we when we do an app, we also add value. So like I'm on YouTube, so uh, uh, you know, one of the very irritating things are these ads which run, and That's nowadays. Right. They've been running lots and lots of ads. So Louis, there is a setting by which Louis will automatically skip ads. Yeah. So we have built in that kind of value ads. Then, uh, then we did uh, Gmail. So everything on your email, for example, even things like forward, CCC, BCC, just very precisely, uh, you know, how an email needs to go, uh, dictation, all, all that is there on Gmail. Uh, Google search, which again, a lot of users are asking for is something very important. And having that uh, compatibility with the browser, being able to read articles. Uh, then we have done, of course, things like contacts, phone calling, text messaging. Even here, you know, simple things like uh, you want to create a new contact, you want to edit a contact, you have missed a call, you can go into missed call, call logs, uh, save the contact, call back, block it. So all of that functionality is there. Uh, and by the way, contacts, phone calling, and text messaging, because they themselves don't require internet, they can actually work without internet also in an offline mode. Right. Uh, then, uh, uh, then we have done Facebook, Messenger, Play Store. We are just about to release Spotify and Twitter. If you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness, please share the IWA National Toll Free Helpline number 180053. 20469. The number is 1800532046. Another area which blind people use the phone very extensively for is to for financial transactions, you know, using mobile banking apps or maybe using Google Pay or Paytm. Uh, have you reached a stage where Louis can manage those for you? So, okay, so because see here, uh, when we handle payments and banks, A, in terms of capability, can we handle it? Of course, we can handle it. So, for example, if you remember, 
uh, even two, three years back, WhatsApp used to have payments. Then it disappeared for a while. It has come back again. Yeah. So we used to handle WhatsApp payments. But then, you know, reason why we uh, we are not doing it right now, because we have also built this SDK, the software development kit, you know. So now we are saying that, look, why don't we work directly with the bank? In fact, right now we are talking to one bank. And we are saying that, look, we'll work with them, design with them. So whatever privacy issues, security issues are, because, you know, they, it may require an MPIN, for example. It may require OTP. Yeah. So all of that we do in conjunction with the bank rather than doing it on our own. So that's the only reason why we haven't done it so far, but we plan to do it as we go forward. Now, you mentioned uh, SDK. What exactly right. is SDK and how is it going to kind of uh, benefit the blind user eventually? Okay, so just like Louis Voice is the only app of its kind, you know, which can, uh, there is no, in fact, no other app right now in the world which can do this end-to-end -end, uh, voice enabling of any app. So similarly, now we have taken SDK uh, for two reasons. See, one is that we, we, we can, of course, do apps on our own. But if we can provide a software plugin to any app, so let's say if you take a food ordering app, they can take our software plugin, integrate it within their app, and their app will become fully voice enabled. So what it will allow us to do is that many more apps can get voice enabled much faster. That's one. Secondly, uh, we can now do iPhone as well. So any app in the world, Android or iOS, can be voice enabled by this SDK. And thirdly, which is very important, George, is that how do we sustain ourselves? Because right now we are a team of 23. Yeah. Out of which there are some 15 uh, developers. Yeah. So how do we create sustainability? Because you can create the best app with best social impact, but if you can't sustain yourself, you know, this whole thing dies. Yeah. So for revenue generation, we are looking at uh, using this SDK and we get then get into a revenue partnership with the, uh, uh, with the companies, uh, with the apps concerned. Uh, so the whole idea being is that this consumer app will still remain. Uh, whichever app we voice enable on SDK is also available on the consumer app and we can keep the consumer app either free or highly affordable at a low price. Uh, so uh, this is very interesting and I think it's going to be very revolutionary when it comes to uh, accessibility and blind people getting into the digital world. Uh, is this application of Louis uh, and this voice enabled kind of operation restricted to uh, mobile phones or will it also move on to tablets and uh, laptops and so on? Okay. So, you know, see, it's always important to keep a very strong focus. Now, this is, I'll tell you where, you know, when I built it, what was going through in my mind. I said, look, today, uh, smartphones, Android or iPhone yeah. uh, or iOS, these are the ones which are really, really they, they go in our pockets. We are completely dependent, probably, you know, we don't realize, but uh, probably 80% of the activities that we do in a day are, you know, somewhere smartphone based. Yeah. So what we have said is that uh, for a good time to come, we will only focus on Android and iOS and just make sure we do a great job of it. And that, that for some reason, nobody else is doing it as well. Right. So this is where all our focus is. And uh, uh, and as we go forward, we look at other platforms, but I think this will keep us uh, pretty busy for next uh, two to three years. And what we are also looking at, George, is, uh, you know, so we currently have users in some 107 countries. Right now, the app is only in English. So to one other aspect of accessibility is also how do how can we put in more languages yeah. and put in languages in a manner that, you know, it's a day-to-day -day lingo. Yeah. So, George, for example, if, if, if you permit me, I'll just show a demo of how we have handled Hindi. Okay. 
So Hindi, you know, a lot of other people have also done it, but they have done it as what what I would call Shud Hindi. Yeah. <laughs> and today, unfortunately, even our, my maid will say, "Bhaiya, location share kar dena." You know, right. I mean, she wouldn't know location ka Hindi kya hai, or you know, share how to speak. So uh, we have done exactly that. So we have done a, a combination of English, which is what we use day to day. So we'll just quickly show you, uh, Jo. Jo. अपना मैसेज बोले मैं घर पर ही हूँ मैंने सुना मैं घर पर ही हूँ भेजे न्यू लाइन से लिखो अपना मैसेज बोले आपको थोड़ी देर में कॉल करती हूँ मैंने सुना मैं घर पर ही हूँ आपको थोड़ी देर में कॉल करती हूँ भेजे सेंड मैसेज भेजा गया लोकेशन शेयर करो वर्तमान लोकेशन भेजें या लाइव लोकेशन करंट लोकेशन वर्तमान लोकेशन शेयर की गई ठीक है लेटेस्ट मैसेज दोपहर दो बज के सोलह मिनट पहुंच गया इस मैसेज में लोकेशन मैप भी शामिल है अच्छा लोकेशन मैप भी शामिल है उसमें <laughs> so basically you know you got the idea so your user can give a command in hindi in english uh, and you know it will just work like a day to day lingo and the same so we right now are working on something like 20 languages across the world and we we'll have the combination of either doing a pure language so like for example we are doing spanish yeah. which is purely keeping the south american spanish us mexico in mind but we can also do a combination so for example when we do tamil it will be combination of tamil and english yeah coming tamil english or whatever whichever you call it so that's how so both capabilities are there so today uh, as now i think you've been around for a few years now uh, right. and and uh, so louis voice control this app uh, how many countries does it operate in and how many languages does it operate in so right now only in english uh, but in about uh, 107 countries we have users across the world and uh, like i said now we are getting into uh, you know newer languages so we'll soon be long, launching the english version followed by spanish followed by bengali and so on right this sounds very exciting and uh, something to look forward to especially with the world going digital i think this is going to be great to support our work with the blind and visually impaired you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in please note www.scorefoundation.org.in tell me a little bit about your life before you encountered blindness okay so uh, so this was my i think a usual life uh, of you know just wanting to do well in career in life so i did my engineering computer engineering from iit bhu in way back in 1989 then i straight away went to im bangalore then joined hindustan unilever and i was mostly in marketing uh, building businesses running businesses that kind of space all through i was in motorola retail uh, healthcare multiple sectors and at that time i think you know what is in your mind is essentially how do i move up the corporate ladder you know essentially you know all those materialistic things that you uh, think about so uh, i i had exactly the same mindset 
So what actually, when actually did uh, blindness visit you and how did it come to you? See, 22 years back, when I was with Hindustan Unilever, so uh, I was given a medicine for joint pains. Right. Now, the joint pains discovered, uh, disappeared. So that was a wonderful thing. So there, there are no longer any joint pains. They were extremely painful, but right. it uh, impacted on the retina. Right. So even at that time, uh, you know, I developed a condition called bullseye uh, yeah. on the yeah. macula. And yeah. then, uh, you know, and it is irreversible. But yeah. then the doctors felt maybe it will stay stable. I could get some correction with the specs. So I continued working, but then, you know, it just kept dropping, dropping. And about 12 years back, this is when I was doing a startup in healthcare. Yeah. And suddenly the vision dropped so drastically that, uh, you know, it just jolted me. So I suddenly realized that I could actually sign earlier using some plus 12 or 13, you know, some kind of very thick spec. And then suddenly I saw it getting wavy. <laughs> and suddenly I saw, you know, I just can't see anything at all. Can't read anything. So I think that really shook me up. So it was quite a transformation from, you know, suddenly getting hit with a disability. So how did you deal with that situation emotionally, physically, and intellectually? <laughs> so initially it was tough, right? So because what happens is, see, uh, you might have been prepared for it. You are, you know, you, you sort of know your vision is dropping. But the moment it hits you, it really hits you. And I think what happened, I mean, this is now my theory as I, you know, I'm now like a wiser me about 12 years back, later. What I realized is, see, what happens when you, somebody gets hit with the disability, people around him, friends, family, they are, they are all concerned and they all tend to say, oh, poor guy, let us help him. Now, what I was realizing is they were indeed helping me. But then what was happening, even if somebody were to call me, they'll pick up the phone, they'll say, you know, this person is calling and then, you know, I'll pick it up or you know, they'll click on the screen and give it to me. But then what I'm realizing that slowly I was becoming so dependent that I was just losing confidence. I had no confidence left. Three, four years I was at home. And I was realizing that, look, unless I can start doing things on my own, I will not get my confidence back, you know, irrespective of the amount of help uh, others may be giving me. This is where, you know, I actually discovered, uh, I, I didn't know that there are any blind organizations, by the way, <laughs> George, at that time, I didn't know any other visually impaired. Yeah. So I was at home, I, you know, one day discovered something called TalkBack. So I presume that this will talk back to me. But when I turned it on, I, you know, uh, the entire family got shaken up because everybody said, oh, this phone has got logged, how to use it. So we <laughs> had to go on to Google, figure out how to, you know, get rid of this damn thing. You know, that's actually, the, that was the first impression. But then, you know, then I saw some YouTube videos, figured out how to use it. And I can tell you this completely changed the life. And then when I started on PC, similarly, I figured out NVDA. Just because it sounded like a fancy name. I said, NVDA sounds fancy. Let me try it out. And you can imagine when I, uh, when I installed it, suddenly wherever I'll take my mouse and suddenly it will speak up. You know, things which I otherwise uh, just had no clue what's happening. Yeah. So I think it just opened a new window. And, oh, and so therefore, I mean, I can tell you how important this whole accessibility is. And we need to, you know, create accessibility solutions with that view that, okay, how can this person now do things independently, uh, which is extremely important, I think, for all of us. So uh, uh, this transition, which you took three to four years, uh, now I can make out from what you said that uh, uh, TalkBack and NVDA had a role to play because they kind of uh, showed you definite uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Correct. But how did uh, people around you, I believe you were married, your, yes. I guess your other family members also would have been around, your friends would have been around. 
uh, how did uh, how did all that work out for you <laughs> so so honestly you know see just like i was uh, i didn't know how to deal with it they also didn't other than of course they were helping me and everything but then you know how do you come out of it i yeah. think so there was this so that's why it took 3 4 years because there is this whole internal battle you don't want to be you know sort of just uh, 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 fade, fade out in life you want to come back but that confidence is not there but i think i got help at the right moment so for example like i said uh, some of these nvd etc family of course helped me you know uh, figure it out how to use it more effectively uh then uh, then i think friends has started helping me because i tell you when i really got my uh, confidence back is because some friends actually helped me get some consulting assignments right and that is when you know first day i went to the office of the company where i was doing consulting and uh, i th- i wasn't sure what i'll do but then you know at the end of the day i suddenly realized oh boy i am 95% you know as good as i used to be yeah and i realized look i mean i can do everything once in a while i can't read something i can you know just ask a colleague uh, you know shamelessly take their help there's nothing wrong so suddenly that confidence came back so fast and quick i mean then i that from then on i didn't really look back and then of course you start you know just becoming better and better at doing things on your own so uh, when did you hit upon the jackpot of uh, or the jackpot idea of louis <laughs> actually i didn't uh, look uh, so you know so just to tell you so the, this story is that you know i was working in corporate then i was doing this startup then this whole vision thing happened then i st- uh, closed that startup got into consulting after 3 4 years so you can imagine the mindset in the mindset there was no thought of any startup because startups first thing that hits you is oh it's risky right so i you know i i was just wanted to continue doing consulting now you might have heard of sequoia capital it's a large leading venture capital fund i mean i think it's among the world's top 3 venture capital funds yeah so i was meeting their managing director i wanted to get some consulting assignments and he is the one he kept asking me about all these accessibility solutions and then he's the one he said look why are you not building apps Uh, for visually impaired people like yourself you are a computer engineer you have done these run these businesses and all so do this why i mean he said consulting is all nonsense <laughs> so i think he's the one who sort of really pushed me into it this is like almost 5 years back one year it took us to you know like you said to see sometimes what happens then i thought okay i'll build something but then what do you build and uh, this is when and by the way george we are all very good at criticizing apps oh this is not good that is not open this this gentleman turned it around on me and said okay enough of that you tell me what is a good app that you will build yeah and i had no solution but then you know a friend helped me book duber and that is when this idea came this whole idea of a virtual friend takes my commands does continuous interaction with me gets things done end to end and uber i think was a perfect example because you know because if i can do uber i can move around if i can do whatsapp i can be socially connected i can talking to people i am connected with them so suddenly i felt that look if with voice it's a, such a natural way i mean right now we are using uh, talking to each other in that natural way so i said if things can be done with voice commands end to end Uh, you know how wonderful it would be so that's when i said i'll go i'm going to build lui so how did you get your uh, team of developers kind of uh, excited about the idea and how did you actually get them to stay with you and uh, see you through this journey okay so i think uh, you know before uh, i mean uh, you know i think most critical thing for any startup is how do you get off the ground because you need some initial funding and so on sure. so that way we were lucky because the uh, md at sequoia capital he helped out with that and then we got some big name investors so for example uh, the person who headed google india in fact yeah. he was he was heading google india 
when he invested money in Louis, and he was very clear Google Assistant will not be doing what uh, we are working on. Yeah. So I think we were lucky that we kept raising uh, funding. And then, of course, it was not initially, let me tell you, it was not easy to get uh, in, uh, these uh, developers. Because yeah. a sighted developer, and I've seen you still 40-50% fall off the moment they heard, oh, it's an app for blind, visually yeah. impaired. And not because they will like to help, but just that sometimes they feel, oh, I know nothing about it. So we initially had this challenge. So you won't believe it. We had to actually buy blindfolds and we put on blindfolds on our developers because what will happen otherwise they'll do something and I'll say, look, it's not working for me. This is no, it's working. See on the screen, it's working perfectly well. Yeah. <laughs> so then that whole thought that it's for a blind person and you know, there was also a challenge to making them use TalkBack. See, I can tell you how, how most sighted people do not like the idea of using a screen reader. <laughs> you can imagine. So these guys were told that, look, you have to develop it with the TalkBack running on your mobile phone. Yeah. Right. So all that was initial challenge, I think. And then we hired one or two other visually impaired people. We right now have a blind person also in the team. So slowly, you know, when they saw me, when they saw her <laughs> using the phone, I think we all then, and we started seeing the results. When, uh, you know, how many businesses do you get blessings? You know, when people across the world started saying, oh, you're doing something nice, keep doing it. I think then we, then we, then, then we were on a roll. You know, then uh, now, in fact, it's not difficult at all to attract uh, developers because they know it's a very advanced uh, leading technology that we are working on. So just switching track a little bit, yeah. uh, you, know, you, uh, you know, you and your wife, for example, you were married even before you right. uh, met with blindness. Uh, how did blindness kind of uh, enhance or uh, modify your relationships and uh, the kind of activities that you might have been doing as a family or as a couple? What was the kind of change? Was there any change in, in, in the way you lived your life? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful question. So, so there were changes and there were no changes. So for example, both the kids, right? Now, yeah. of course, we wanted them to, uh, you know, uh, you know, grow up uh, normally. So they still did a lot of things on their own. And But there are times, you know, when they want the father also to be around. So there were times when, you know, I would be in their football matches or... Uh, you know, or badminton matches, uh, you know, <laughs> and they, you know, so, I mean, you still cheer them and all of that, though, you know, I may not really contribute to, you know, not teaching them and yeah. saying that, okay, if the ball is swinging, you sort of, you know, do it like this or play with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, those, so, so for example, I'll throw, uh, you know, on cricket, I'll throw the ball at them, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, a lot of things, again, you know, because, uh, like I said, uh, in fact, I became proficient in cooking uh, post my vision drop. <laughs> so because, again, I took it as a challenge and said, uh, look, uh, you know, I mean, uh, because if my wife is going to be, you know, more, uh, you know, drop the kids, pick them up, this, that, etc. So, you know, how can I sort of help, especially in those three, four years when I was at home? Yeah. So, I think our lives changed uh, dramatically. And I think we all have to adjust. We all have to adjust to the new reality. Uh, it's not easy at all. I mean, let me let me not make it sound easy. And also, just remember, when three four years I was at home, I was not earning anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine, you know, there's a lot of uh, pressure, financial pressure, which comes. It, a lot of fear grips you. This can happen. That can happen. Your mind goes completely wild. So it wasn't an easy journey for the family as well. Yeah. But now, of course, when I look back, they're all proud. We just got featured on NDTV also yesterday. Midday uh, newspaper featured us. You know, so now people sort of, you know, feel okay, you know, something great, but they, I think everybody forgets, uh, you know, the challenges that were really there. So uh, now, uh, obviously, you are in a space which you're very passionate about. So do you have anything called hobbies, which uh, uh, which which uh, normal, normally people have, 
uh, outside their profession. Is there something called a hobby or is this Louis your passion and hobby? I'm a lot into audiobooks. In fact, if I, if I just talk of, I, I hear books, but I'm a voracious uh, reader, hearer of books. So I'm into audiobooks, pod, uh, podcasts, uh, I'm into spirituality. Spirituality, in fact, is something that I really spend a lot of time on, on especially, I mean, actually everyday meditation and uh, stuff like that. So uh, what are some of the uh, audio uh, platforms that you might recommend to our listeners? See, I would strongly, strongly recommend podcasts. In India, podcasts are not very popular. And I can tell you, just download any app. I use Podbean, Podbean which is completely, you can also use Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. They're completely uh, accessible. Yeah. Now, the beauty in podcasts is today there are uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of podca podcasts of all things. So, for example, my day, I'll tell you, it starts with uh, listening to BBC News, to Financial Times, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. I mean, those are my interests. So I keep completely abreast of technology, what's happening in the world. There are a whole lot of human podcasts, uh, you know, spirituality podcasts, book recommendations, all kinds of things. Any interest you have, you will find podcasts. If you're interested in music, there are podcasts around that. So I would say podcast is something that we really, uh, you know, can really dramatically open again a new window for us. Right. And tell me a little bit about your kids and your wife. What do they do? And uh, what is what's, what state of life have they reached? Okay. So my wife is now, you know, a homemaker, essentially. She used to do some consulting work on and off, mostly yeah. even the NGOs. Yeah. My daughter is doing her master's in economics. She's actually studying in the US right now at Georgetown University, second yeah. year. Yeah, and my son is uh, right now in the school, so you know, for him, it, there is still time. He's enjoying life. Let me put it <laughs> right. So, thank you so much, uh, uh, Prabit, uh, to take time out and speak to us at Iway Conversations, and wish you the very best. Thank you, Josh, so much. Thank you for inviting me. This podcast was brought to you by Score Foundation.